Hey girlies. Hey, happy Tuesday. I hope that everyone is having a great week and a great start to their summer. Um, if I sound a little congested or if I sound like my voice is going out, it's because we spent Friday and yesterday at the water park and we went to Nashville Shores. Um, yesterday wasn't the warmest, like the clouds were out and that water is cold. And so going down those slides or whatever, like I went, um, I went down slides with Chevy and with my brothers and with my niece and that water is cold and I was screaming. So <laughs> if it sounds like my voice is out or if I'm sniffling, but I hope everyone else has had a great start to your summer. And I hope that you guys are looking forward to all the summer things with your kids. And I hope that you're getting to sleep in and I just hope that it is a great summer for all of you because I am looking forward to a slow down summer. I saw this thing where it was like, um, I think I shared it on my Facebook, but it was talking about how like the summer, like just slow down, like slow down your life, look forward to the small things. And we do have quite a busy summer with, um, Chevy made all stars. And so starting tomorrow, he'll practice Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and then he'll have football camp Wednesdays and Sundays if he wants to do that um, during All-Stars. But we do have quite a busy summer. But I definitely want to slow down and stop and just take it in with my kids. Because Chevy will be in second grade. Um, Finley will be in pre-K four. Bo will be in kindergarten. And Dak, he'll still just like go do. Go do. <laughs> Lord. But my kids are just getting older and time is not slowing down at all. Um, Finley will be four on Friday. And so I just want to slow down a little bit and just enjoy the summer with my family. But like I said, Finley will be four on Friday. So we're getting ready for her birthday this year. She wants a Disney princess birthday. And Shane just um, redid an Airbnb in Ashland City. And so... Um, his friend Greg that owns it is letting us use it for her sleepover princess birthday party. And so I'm getting everything ready for that. And I'll have to let you guys know how that goes because she is such a girly girl. Like she's such a girly girl, but she's also sometimes more boyish than the boys. are. <laughs> it's so funny. She has like the perfect balance of each. But anyways, um, she's so excited for this party and she really is the... Queen Elsa of toddlers. So I can't wait to let you know how all of that goes. My mom is helping me and she's going to play a big part in this sleepover. And I'm going to go to the Dollar Tree and make like little spa baskets for all the girls or Walmart, wherever I can get like little stuff for them. But it's going to be fun. So I will tell y'all all about that next week. <laughs> um, But... I did want to talk to you guys about something that I've been struggling with. I'm honestly not even sure where it started, but recently I decided to seek out some resources and I just wanted to talk to y'all about my journey and I would love to break the stigma of anxiety, especially moms with anxiety, because I feel like people expect us to just like brush it off if you have anxiety or if you have depression, if you have postpartum depression People think that you just can't handle motherhood or they think that you, I don't know really honestly what people think, but I just, I've seen and heard so many people just 
act like women that struggle you know with anxiety or depression and are moms act like you just like can't handle being a mom or I don't I don't even know what else what to like say about it but if you know you know I I I don't know um but I definitely want to break the stigma about it and I feel like it started I've never experienced postpartum depression until I had DAC and I think when I was going through it I still I don't know I think I would tell Shane like I feel like I'm having postpartum depression but it wasn't it wasn't like I was sad all the time or that I was upset or whatever else that you think depression is because I thought depression was like you had to be sad you had to be upset um and I was like nothing is making me sad like I'm a mom to these four beautiful kids um I get to be a stay-at-home mom and my husband you know busts his butt to work for us every day and to provide for us and to do all these things like I'm living a dream you know staying home with our four kids being able to raise them send them to school get them ready and I just I didn't feel sad but I also just had lack of energy like I didn't want to do anything I didn't really want to get out of bed but it wasn't I just brushed it off as like oh I'm a you know I'm a mom of four kids like I'm exhausted which you know rightfully so I was exhausted but like I just kind of let myself go and our house like I didn't really care like oh there's dishes in the sink or there's you know four loads of laundry or more piled up like I don't I don't care Shane would come home and like you know things wouldn't be done for days like the same thing would just be sitting there for days and I I'm in a better place now and my house still is like you know it's obviously not perfect all the time and it'll get a wreck and whatever but I feel like I definitely care more now even though sometimes it may not seem that way being a stay-at-home mom is hard and I don't know I think that's why I got kind of where I was like it's not postpartum depression because now which I'll like get into that but now I've you know I've started to deal with it and I've started to deal with my anxiety and like my house still isn't you know when I I thought my house would like as soon as I deal with this like my house is going to be perfectly clean all the time my clothes are always going to be put away my kids rooms will never be a wreck um we're always going to keep everything picked up and that's just not reality um so anyways I didn't think that I had postpartum depression until um it was maybe like September or October Dak was probably like eight or nine months old and I was like okay like I think I'm experiencing and have been experiencing postpartum depression for a while but I've never had it with any other kid and I also it wasn't what everyone described it as. Like, I never felt like I wanted to hurt myself. I never felt like I wanted to hurt my kids. Um, which I know that that's like a real, people think that that's insane. Like, why would you ever, why would you ever even think about that? Or why would that even cross your mind? Like hurt yourself or your kids or, but mental health, like it's a real thing. And some moms just, it, you know, it affects everyone differently. And so, like, yeah, that sounds insane to me. Like, why would someone ever think that way? But also it's a true, like, it's a, I don't know what you say. It's a, I don't know. It's a real, like, it's a real issue in today's world. Like moms do struggle hard with mental health and some moms don't have the support that others do. I mean, Shane, he's not, like, I don't want this to come off that he was not supportive because he, if I ever bring something to his attention, he is very supportive. And 
but he doesn't necessarily don't come for him, (laughs) but he doesn't necessarily believe in anxiety or anything like that. He's never experienced it. So I think someone that's never experienced it, it's hard for them to wrap their mind around it kind of thing. And I, he's a lot, he is very supportive now. Not that he wasn't supportive before, but it was just like almost kind of like a brushed it off kind of thing. And, but once I told him, like, I think that I have postpartum depression, he was very supportive. Um, and he tried to figure out how to help me the best way he could, but I never like seeked out any kind of help for that. Cause I didn't, to me, I was like, it's not bad enough. Like, uh, I'm good, which was probably the wrong approach. Actually, like I know it was probably the wrong approach, but, um, that's, that was the reality. Like I just, I was like, oh, I've got it. It's fine. Um, and then when Dak turned one, I hold like so much guilt for this just because like I let all my kids wean themselves, um, from breastfeeding. But I had taken Phenermine when Finley was two. And so, or no, she was one and a half when I started taking it. Um, and I lost like 40 pounds. I felt great, gained so much confidence. And on her second birthday, found out I was pregnant with Dak. So obviously I had to stop taking it. So I told myself like, once he's done breastfeeding, I can take it again. Well, I thought like, you know, I, from what I felt like I was having postpartum depression, I just like kind of lost myself. I never wanted to get ready. I never wanted to really do anything for myself. And so in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, if I'm struggling with this now, like when he's been breastfeeding, I can get back on phenamine. I can lose the weight again. I'll feel great about myself. I'll have energy. Like I kind of thought the phenamine was going to cure my postpartum depression almost. Um, and so he turned one in January, January 20th. And then probably like mid to end of February, I weaned him off, um, the boob and, you know, started giving him whole milk and his little stomach just like couldn't handle the whole milk. So we ended up having to go to almond milk for a while. And we recently just reintroduced him to whole milk, which I know it probably sounds terrible. It like sounds terrible and feels terrible for me that I kind of weaned him, but it was also like, he was my fourth kid that I had breastfed and all my kids are cuddlers. And I love that about them. Like I love cuddling with my kids on the couch and just, but I just felt like nursing and having four kids on me at all times. Like I was just touched out and I will never, I mean, I'm sure sometimes I'm like, Hey, like, give me a break, please. Just get away from me for like a second or just like, don't touch me for a second. Just mommy needs a break. And I always try to be like upfront and honest with my kids. Cause I always want them to know they can be upfront and honest with me. If I'm ever like struggling with like whatever, I let them know like, Hey, like today it's just, it's not you, it's me. And so there would be times where I'm like, Hey, like, please just don't touch me for a minute. Like I'm just touched out. And so I feel like that was also a reason why I weaned him because it was just, it was a lot. And I know that other moms can probably relate. And I just, I still feel like the worst mom ever for weaning him maybe before he was ready. Um, but anyways, I thought that pretty much Phenermine could be my cure all for everything. And come to find out when I was on it, I was just feeling almost crazy. I just didn't feel like myself. I felt like I had a short fuse. I felt like I was lashing out. I felt like I was being more of like a yelling mom and not 
the mom that I, I don't know. I feel like I wasn't being the mom that I felt like I needed to be. And not that my kids thought any differently. Um, I'm sure they probably did because they're like, why is she like so crazy all the time? Um, I just feel like my fuse was a little short and I don't know. I was lashing out on Shane all the time. I felt like we were arguing more and it wasn't even just like the, like it wasn't like knock down drag out arguments or anything like that, but it was like just bickering. Like everything was constantly on my nerves. Just, I don't know. It just was constantly just felt like everything was on my nerves. And so, uh, there was a time, there was a day where I was just crying and I sat in my kitchen floor and I'm like, I'm going to cry it out right here, right now. This doesn't feel like me. Um, it was almost like an outer body experience and I don't know. I was just like, this is my body, but it's, this is not me. Like I'm, I'm not me. And so I was sitting in my kitchen floor. I was just crying, letting it out. And Chevy is literally the sweetest. Like if I'm ever crying or if I'm ever upset, he's always hugging me and he's always like, are you okay? Is there anything I can do? And so he came up to me and he hugged me and he said, are you okay? And I was like, yes, buddy, I'm okay. Like, I'm sorry that I'm crying. I'm okay. And he was like, well, what can I do? And I was like, nothing, buddy. You can play or do whatever. Like, you're good. I'm good. Just, I've just got to sit here and I've just got to cry for a minute. Like, I've just got to get this out. And like, my kids are just, they're so understanding. And even if you have to explain something to them 50 times, which is Bo Connor, (laughs) he's very specific. And so if I explain something to him and he has just the question or question about like the minorest, most minor detail, he's asking it because he's getting the story straight. He's making sure he understands everything that you just said. And so, um, but they are like so understanding once, you know, once you explain stuff to them and stuff. And so I'm like, I don't want him to think that I'm just like a crazy sitting here bawling. And so I told him like, I'm just having a day and like, you're good. You can go play whatever, like, just let me be for a minute. And then like, you know, I just kept apologizing because I'm like, this is what he, he's just like seeing me cry on the kitchen floor right now. And really like nothing was wrong. There was nothing that happened. I was just having a complete meltdown. And so I was like, I've got to stop taking this vitamin because it is making me crazy. It's making me not feel like myself. I'm literally having like where I don't feel like myself, my kids are seeing me just sit on the floor cry and like, I've like, I'm not doing this. And so, um, I stopped taking it and I had a doctor's appointment. Like, I think it was like that next week or the week after. And I told myself, I'm just not going to go to the doctor because I'm not gonna, I'm just going to quit taking it. It'll be fine. I'm not going to go, whatever. I ended up going to my doctor's appointment and I was telling him, he was like, how's it going? And I'm like, um, it's not going very well. Like I do not feel like myself. I'm lashing out. I feel like my fuse is so short. I am crying in my kitchen floor. Like it feels like I'm not me and I did not like that. And so he started asking me questions about like anxiety and depression. And I was telling him that I felt like after Dak that I had postpartum depression, but it wasn't until he was older and it wasn't until he was like old enough to where he was going to start or he was going to stop breastfeeding soon. So like, like I told him, like I told like I just said, um, I felt like Phenomene was going to be like the cure-all for me. And so he was like, have you ever, you know, taken these, like, it was like a little questionnaire thing. And if you've ever been like diagnosed with like anxiety or whatever, I'm sure, or had questions about it, you know, like the questionnaire where it like, you have to like circle or whatever. 
And so I was sitting there and he handed me the sheet and I started circling stuff. And I was like, I never, like I thought or knew that I had anxiety, but it was more of like, like I talked about it in one of our first episodes, I was talking about um, how like if we're going over a bridge over water, um, I'm like, okay, if this bridge breaks, like what's my move? Like, how am I going to save myself and all four kids? Or how am I going to save my kids and then me or whatever? Like, I I was always thinking about the next thing, like, if something happened. But I thought that was just, like, I don't know, be, me being a mom. Like, I thought that was just me, you know, in motherhood, whatever. And um, so I kept filling this out. And he, I think you do, like, I don't know, he, like, tallied up the numbers or whatever, and I think it was, like, four, I had, like, four for depression, and then, like, so many for anxiety, and so he started talking to me about different medications and asking me if I wanted to take medication, and I was, like, I don't know, like, phenamine, I knew, was, like, a weight loss thing, so I was willing to take that because, you know, it was gonna get me back in shape, it was gonna, when really, like, like, yeah, you lose weight, but I'm still probably out of shape, like, I probably still couldn't have walked up a flight of stairs without being out of breath. like yeah it helps but I wasn't you know gonna be like getting stronger or anything like that whatever and so um I was like I I don't want to take anything that I can be addicted to because that freaks me out having addicts in my family I will take Tylenol but like I wouldn't even take the painkillers that I got after my c-sections I had four c-sections I think that I took them maybe in the hospital after Chevy because it was my first one and I honestly just like didn't know um, but they gave me a prescription and when I got home, um, from the hospital with Chevy, I didn't take my prescription. I literally dumped them down the toilet or my mom did. And then, um, with my other kids, I never even filled it because I was like, I, I don't need that. And it just freaks me out. And one time I had kidney stones and I don't know what they gave me. Um, I don't know. I couldn't even tell you, but, um, I took it and I literally like threw up everywhere and then passed out in my bathroom and I was like never again and so anything like that just freaks me out and I knew that it wasn't a painkiller but still just the fact that I was taking something for anxiety was kind of like oh this is real and it freaked me out and so he was talking about Lexapro and I've heard a lot about Lexapro just from some other podcasts I listen to and I've just like heard the great things about it and so um he was telling me that he used to be on it and stuff and that it was his favorite, um, you know, medication to take for his anxiety. And so I looked into it and I told him that I would like to try that to see, you know, what it does, how it makes me feel. And it made me feel so good that he was like listening to me and not just brushing me under the rug or like just prescribing me something just to get me out of there or at like, taking what I had to say into consideration about the medication and my concerns and was showing me different options and wasn't just like, Oh, here you go, get out. And so I love that about him. And, um, he was also telling me that if it didn't work instead of like, Oh, let's try this one or let's try this one, this one, whatever. He would order a genetic testing for me, which is, um, I think it's something newer, but it's really cool. They have this genetic testing to where, um, I think they draw your blood from what I understand they draw your blood and send it off and then when it comes back it'll tell you like exactly the medications that are good for you specifically and so he was telling me that if Lexapro didn't work out for me that we would do that so that way 
I wasn't trying all these different medications without knowing beforehand if they were going to work for me or not. And so, um, he prescribed me Lexapro and it took about two weeks for me to actually take it once I filled it. Because like I said, I was terrified and having addicts in my family. I was like, I don't want to get addicted to this and I don't want to feel like I have to have it, but I also want to feel better and want to feel like myself and be genuinely happy and not always find the negative in things or not lash out at my husband and kids and not have a short fuse. Like I wanted all these things, but also didn't want to take the medication for it because I was terrified. Um, so I ended up starting it and then I purposely missed two days of it, which is terrible. Like don't come for me. I know it sounds crazy, but I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't like feeling like, Oh, where's my medicine? Like I have to have it. And it probably sounds crazy to people, but when you have addicts in your family, you, at least me, like I think that way and I do these crazy things to make sure that I'm not going to be that way, which it also sounds very sad saying it out loud. Um, but I missed two days on purpose and I could definitely tell a difference in like my mood and the way I felt. But I didn't feel like, oh, where's my medicine? I have to have it to make me feel better. Or I don't know. So in that moment, I was like, okay, this is okay. Like I can, I can take this. It's fun. Um, so I have been on it for about three weeks. I just went back for my follow-up appointment last Wednesday. And um, that would have been my month or four weeks or whatever. And I was telling him that you know, it took me about two weeks to actually start it. And he definitely understood. And I was thankful for that. But, um, so that's my story. And I do feel a lot better. I have been on Lexapro for, like I said, about three weeks. Officially, it should have been longer if I would have actually taken it when I was supposed to start it, but better late than never. And I started it and I do feel better. And I just, like I said earlier, like, fake it till you make it like I I have really thought a lot about that and I I don't want to just like brush stuff under the rug anymore and I don't want to teach my kids to do that like I want them to know that if you're feeling something you can talk about it and you can you don't have to put on this facade and fake it till you make it I want you to be real and be your authentic self and if you have a problem come to me or go to someone and talk about it or, you know, like I, I've, I've just, I don't know, that has honestly been on my mind a lot lately, the fake it till you make it. And I feel like faking it till I made it just ran me down kind of thing. Like I was trying so hard to fake it till I make it that I was willing to not get the help I needed for my mental health and I wasn't being the mom, wife, person, friend that I needed to be because I was trying so hard to fake it till I make it that I literally just like hit rock bottom and not in a way that affected, I don't know if it really like affected my kids or not. Like my, my kids knew that, you know, I never stopped doing for them. I never, you know, I was up 6 a.m. still making lunches, still making sure they had everything they did for school. Like, I never stopped being a mom, but it was like everything else kind of 
not stopped, but like, you know, I stopped caring about my appearance. I stopped caring about what my house looked like and not that like I was like, not that I stopped. It was just like doing the bare minimum. Like, okay, let me wash this load of clothes because it's what needs to be washed or, you know, like, I don't know it. I don't even know how to explain it or if any of this makes sense, but I hope it does make sense. And I hope some of y'all can relate because this is a very vulnerable thing for me to do. And I just want to break the stigma on anxiety as a mom or just mental health in general and being a parent, because I feel like a lot of people think, and I've read and I've heard people say that like, if you have anxiety as a mom or mental health, you know, I don't want to say issues, but like if you're struggling with mental health as a parent, people think that you just can't handle parenthood and you just like shouldn't be a mom or you shouldn't be a dad or, you know, and that's not true. It's parenthood affects everyone differently and anxiety and depression, it affects everyone differently and it's not easy going through it and being a parent because I can't tell you how much guilt I feel just from like, it probably sounds silly, but just from like weaning Dak from nursing before he was actually ready or before his body was actually ready for my own selfish reasons because I wanted to lose weight and because I thought it would be a fix for me when in reality it wasn't a fix. It, I mean, it ended up making me realize that I needed, you know, other things, but I just hope that you guys can take what you need from this episode and it's honestly it's not easy talking about it or sharing your story but it is super important to get it out there and to break the stigma because it's a reality and in today's world mental health is honestly a crisis and there's not a lot of resources out there for I mean I'm sure there are a lot of resources but I feel like there's just not enough for people that need them. I mean, not everyone has, you know, the funds to be in therapy or, and that was another thing. Like I, like just from like childhood experiences, teenager experiences, like I have, I'm sure a lot of stuff that that I should be hashing out in therapy and that I should be working through, but I've never been to therapy. That's honestly my next step is to look into therapy and find a therapist just because I feel like I could be even better I mean I have so much stuff that I hold inside and that um I don't know I just feel like stuff that I've never worked through that I probably should work through before it just all stays and bottled up inside of me and I just hope that y'all get what you need from this episode and that you can relate because like I said, it's not easy to talk about and it's honestly hard to just kind of admit that you're not the perfect parent and you're not the perfect mom. You're not the perfect wife. I don't know. But like I said, kids are the most, like they're very understanding, but they're like the most forgiving, I guess, the most gracious. A kid, a child will give you grace faster than anybody else I know. My kids will understand and give me grace when I do not deserve it. But they teach me so much and I'm so thankful for all four of my kids. And if you hear me getting emotional, it's because I am. (laughs) I'm very emotional and 
I just love them so much and I just want to be like the best for them. I want to be the best mom I can be. I want to just show them that you don't always have to keep everything in or you don't always have to bottle everything up. You can talk about things and you can admit things and you can be wrong and you can give grace and I just I just love them so much and I just want them to know that I love them so much and literally everything I do is for my kids and my husband and I just hope that they know that (laughs) um but like I said I hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode and it's also mental health awareness month I honestly did not know that until today that May is Mental Health Awareness Month. So I hope that you guys help bring awareness to mental health. And especially having boys, like this is a whole nother topic, but having boys, like, I don't know why the world has always been so like gung-ho on girls being able to express their feelings or girls being able to do what, you know, um, you know, talk about how they feel or cry. But I will be damned if the way people used to be and the world that I grew up in was like, oh, don't cry, you know, don't be a girl or don't be this, don't be that, don't be a sissy. And I'm like, no, my boys cry and they talk about their feelings and they do all these things because honestly, my husband, I love my husband so much. And, but he wasn't like, he wasn't let he wasn't told like, it's okay to talk about your feelings or it's okay to do this. He was more taught like, hold your feelings in. Don't talk about things. Pretty much you guys know where I'm going with this. Um, but we teach our sons like, no, it's okay to cry. It's okay to talk about things. And it's not them being a sissy or them being this. It's literally them just like being human. But, um, I am so happy that I was able to share with you guys and talk about it. And like I said, I hope you enjoyed it. And if you or someone you know is struggling with mental health, um, anxiety, depression, anything like that, um, postpartum depression, please just like reach out and talk to someone or let whoever know to reach out and talk to someone because I was the person that tried to brush it under the rug. And honestly, like, I don't know what my future holds and I don't, I may not have to be on, you know, anxiety medicine for the rest of my life and I don't plan on being on it for the rest of my life but for now I'm taking it one day at a time and for now it's what works and I'm happy and so I just wanted to bring awareness to it and I just wanted to let you guys know that like it's okay (laughs) it is okay and I hope that you guys have a great rest of your week and if you have not followed us on Facebook or Instagram, we are at Girly Talk Podcast. And if you have not um, subscribed to us, you can do that wherever you get your podcast. Thank y'all. Bye.